1: hello and welcome back to the fpl roundtable i'm your host kevin devries and with me as always is the venerable rob Landervin. what's going on kevin not much just keeping it real just watching west Brom struggle to beat peterborough in uh the fa cup so that's plenty of fun uh obviously last week we were on the Anfield Index Fantasy Football show had a great time there. Uh we they will be coming on our show next week uh to talk about the end of our $65 million challenge which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But before what cha- we... what challenge? It, <laughs> challenge? it didn't feel very challenging did it? Um no, Not at all. <laughs> that's gone particularly well for us. Uh without bonus points involved, we were beating them 38 to 24, which I would consider merciless.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't feel bad for them. They're both Liverpool scousers.
1: So I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye to all the listeners. We just lost. No, they're 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 great guys, but uh, we're just better, you know. So
2: it, it happens. I mean, <laughs> you know, you just wake up in the morning and you, and you piss excellence. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I put on my I put on my podcast headphones just like everybody. Does one
1: ear at headphones. a time.
2: <laughs> but it's just it's all about the the uh, the. Uh, Execution is the word I was looking for, mm-hmm. and it took me twelve minutes to find it. So.
1: <laughs> okay, so here's my concern: is that I'm actually drinking excellence right now? Is all excellence is all excellence from piss, or or are there multiple sources? I don't know. As long as it's excellence, that's all that matters. Right. Even Any if it's excellent excellence. pee, it's still excellent. I guess is,
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, anything anything good can't be bad, or anything in excess can't be bad, right? I mean.
1: I'm pretty sure doing things to excess has never hurt anyone.
2: Yeah, I mean, ever. Like, the, like, has anybody ever hi- died from high-fiving too much?
1: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, we're also both very excited because, well, I'm particularly excited, and you just like baseball as a whole. Today was Pirates Truck Day, Ooh. which means all the things are on the truck going down to Bradenton. Very hope, exciting times indeed.
2: I hope Junho Kang wasn't driving.
1: <laughs> Why, cause he doesn't have a leg anymore? No. freaking cubs. There's just there's just a subliminal joke in there. You'll figure it out. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I honestly <laughs> might not, just because sometimes I'm a little dumb. But anyway, how are you doing?
2: I'm good. I'm good, yeah. man. I'm actually doing well. You know, Jersey's treating me good. The mm. weather's cold but not bitter. It's not like we're like, you know, up on the Great Lakes, but yeah. we're
1: cold. I actually yeah. have a, a Chelsea question for you. Um I had an appearance on Tuesday where I said, I think both Manchester United and Chelsea fans can come away from that match feeling better about their teams for next year. Is is that something that resonates with you? Um, A little. I
2: mean, the only problem is everybody's worrying about here and now, and the big, you know, is worried about who's, who's going to be their next skipper when they, their current one can't win a match, um, or the one that they want is... Just bringing up his name every five seconds in the media, <laughs> yeah. uh, but but you know Chelsea has a lot of players that I think they want to get on the pitch, and unfortunately they're trying to climb the table so they can't get the Kennedys and you know the loftish cheeks on to to, to see what they are. Whereas United or Miazga,
1: you you were yeah USA. Yeah,
2: Red, yeah Red Bulls yeah great, <laughs> um, but you know where United kind of is forced into that because of injuries you know the injury to kurt zuma may be forcing that a little bit now but i think that cahill will probably see an uptick in playing time though he's not the most durable chap either so you know i'd like to i'd like to see the youngsters get in there and play play a little bit more maybe a little maybe see some of the of one of the 12 traoris that's playing soccer um <laughs> you know i mean yeah. the, the talent level's there if they get on the field they they seem like they know what they're doing i mean they they tie up their shoes the same as everybody else. They they get on the team bus on time. I mean, those are important things to, to playing <laughs> soccer. So, I mean, yeah, but I'm optimistic about Chelsea next year. You know, they have some guys coming back from from loan and some guys in the Premier that are on loan. So we'll see we'll see what happens. But like I said, I think United we're seeing more of their youth and the the things to come because they're being forced into it because of injuries, especially on the defensive end with you know Cameron Borthwick Jackson,
1: who's you know, amazing. Ver,
2: ver, Varella. Yeah, Porthic Jackson is a great price right now, especially mm-hmm. if we're talking about fantasy. We were just basically bantering about non-fantasy related things like Chelsea and United, but CBJ is an excellent price point right now, as is Jesse Lingard at 4.3 through for the midfield. I mean, if you're looking for a cheap entry point into the United fray of, you know, options, you know, both those guys are probably 1A and 1B ahead of anybody else Rooney, Mata, Martial, For me, anyway.
1: Yep, I definitely agree on that front. Um, Okay, so we may as well just get right into the meat and potatoes of it. Sorry, vegetarians out there. (laughs) Um, But uh, for price changes, I have a few that I thought would be worth mentioning. First up, very high-profile guy. A lot of people dropped out on him. Maybe some buying back in with kind of the decrease in ability from Lukaku, who got a nonsense penalty. Although, could have gotten... A second goal if Aaron Lennon had passed it across, He did not. Now Aaron Lennon has three goals in three games for the first time in his career, which is hilarious. But the player I'm actually trying to get to talking about, if I ever finish the segue, is... Dot, dot, dot. Jamie Vardy is now 7.4. He, he seemingly dropped off for a while there, but it looks like he's back in the running as one of those top five fantasy forwards. Uh, you don't love the matchup against Arsenal this week, but... After that, starting match week 27, they have a very kind run of fixtures. Their next nine opponents averages 12th in defensive efficiency. Really the only ones of any concern being Southampton and Watford mm-hmm. in their next nine. So if you're considering buying back in on Vardy and if you're off of a who we'll talk about a little bit later, and you want to bump up to Vardy, I think Vardy and Mars well, Mahrez has retained his value this whole time. I think Vardy's value may be coming back. And you know, we both love Christian Fuchs, but have been warning you, you off him over this period. Um and, and I think that he's another player that you can really start looking at uh, as soon as this Arsenal match is done and dusted. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I like you basically
2: you're gonna own uh moving forward after this week against the Arsenal tilt, you're gonna basically own a Leicester defender, a Leicester midfielder, and a Leicester forward. If hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be a staple on everybody's roster. You know, defensively, you can roster any of the three guys there. It's going to be Huth, Simpson, or Fuchs. Through the midfield, it's Mares, And up top, basically, I think everybody's probably going to have uh, a Vardy, Kane, and Aguero you know, trio up top. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, touching more on what you said about Leicester's upcoming schedule, I know we were going to save this for later, but we might also just jump into it now because yeah. we're already on the topic. Uh, their next five opponents, Norwich, West Brom, Watford, Newcastle, Crystal Palace, mm-hmm. they're, la- they're formed for the last six games, okay? 19th, 15th, 17th, 14th, <laughs> and 20th. Yep. Through the last six games, those those are the next five opponents. So, yeah, get, get your Fox dollars and, and and save them up because um, the, the teams they're playing are just god-awful or like to ship goals in plenty. So having a defender for all those teams that are struggling to find the net like like Norwich and West Brom and a Newcastle who doesn't score very often are, are is a definitely a staple needed for one of your five defenders mm. to go along with you know your two Spurs or your one Spur defender, your one Arsenal or your one United defender. And then Morris through the middle, which is, should be universally owned, and then having the trio up top of Vardy, Aguero, and Kane, it just needs to happen. I mean... I know it doesn't really make you up difference anywhere because basically everyone's going to be doing it, and you know. But if you're first to the party, you you gain a little bit. So that's my take on the less on what Leicester's been up to. Uh, yeah. But you know, from a fantasy perspective, Leicester you know they're on top of the table for a reason because they're doing and scoring goals and not allowing goals, which is good for fantasy. So smart people would already know this. So me telling you this
1: is <laughs> just dumb. And you're clearly smart because you're listening to this podcast. Um, You mentioned the defense has been getting better for Leicester. They're sixth now in Mm -hmm. goals allowed. After being this poor side at the beginning of the season, they've really slowly uh, kind of found their footing. Also, Peterborough and West Brom have missed their last two penalties. I'm giving you a live, up-to-the-minute update on a podcast that will be released (laughs) way after this match is over. Darren Fletcher just shanked it. (laughs) He really did. Oh, man, that's poor. That's poor from your captain. Um, okay, next up for me, uh, Roberto Firmino at eight dot two. I have been one of the biggest advocates of Roberto Firmino the past few weeks. Obviously, not all time. That's John Wallen, who I'm pretty sure has a signed sock from him in his bedroom. That is flagrantly untrue. But you know, did, I, did, I believe, did you say I, I sock? I hope did I he did. Sock. Okay, good. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> he might though. I mean, he doesn't, but he could. You don't know. Oh. Anyway. um... I know a lot of people are, are worried about him missing the Match Week 27 uh, due to the Capital One Cup final. But now there are bigger concerns for me, which is that Coutinho and Daniel Sturridge are both back in fit. Both played fairly well in their FA Cup replay yesterday uh, against West Ham. And Firmino's value is obviously highest when he's up top for Liverpool. Because you're getting a bonus point for every goal because the midfielder playing up front. He tends to really run at his defenders and, and prove very uh, fruitful in his attack. That having been said, <laughs> the Sturridge return means that he's likely going to be at the top. Which leads to a very interesting fantasy dilemma, which is who gets to play behind him and who has to play out wide. Regardless of who get, plays up front, I think if Firmino is behind Sturridge or whoever, that Firmino is still valuable... And I think if Coutinho immediately gets to play as the 10 and it pushes Firmino out wide, he's also usable. I wouldn't be as excited, but he's usable. But whoever gets shunted out to the right immediately loses all value for me. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I, I think if,
2: if Klopp was any kind of genius, he'd have Sturridge up top with Firmino in like a recessed role right behind him and then Coutinho off to the left and whoever he wants to put on the right. Uh, yep. That, to me, it seems like the the biggest conundrum going right now, trying to get all the, the talented feet, healthy feet back into the lineup for Liverpool. Um it's a good thing to have, but unfortunately a lot of their players require the ball at their feet. Surge likes the ball at his feet. Firmino likes to press defenders. Coutinho likes the ball at his feet and he likes going to the right and taking the shot. So it's it's a it's a tough thing when you have a lot of talent to spread the ball around. You know, this is the same thing that's going on with Arsenal and I think which steals a lot of value from from you know Giroud and Sanchez and Osel, Uh it's tough to roster two out of the three or rely on them from a week to week basis because you know one week somebody might play better than the other or be in a more better position to capitalize on fantasy points. So I think Liverpool, it's going to be a wait and see after this week, and unfortunately we get we get one week to look at it and see how it it works. So it's kind of a risky thing, especially with with Firmino getting transferred into the way as much as he is right now. Uh, people seem to be taking a risk on it because eventually you're going to catch up a game, so he's eventually going to have a double game week. So you're yeah. you're buying in now, playing one game, going to have to sit him, and then down the road, week 34, 37, which is you know all the rumors right now of when the the double game weeks will be, you'll 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 capitalize on that. But if he falls out of favor before those those times, I mean those those game weeks are not eight and eleven weeks away, so if if he starts Showing that he isn't uh, a fantasy, you know, must have, you know, the, you lose basically if you bring him in now, and and uh, all right, I'll hold on to him to the to the dub week, or if he gets hurt, you know, I mean, there's things that that could happen, but you know, I think it's risky bringing anybody from Liverpool, Newcastle, uh, Man City, or uh, Everton in mm-hmm. this week, only because I I don't want to sit there and have a automatically have no sub just in case,
1: yeah. Uh, well, that makes it a very easy segue for me because my last player that's gone up in price, I think, is worth mentioning, is Ross Barkley, who's now up to seven four. Uh, my interest in in him was kind of starting to wane, but he's very much not the main issue in my team, and I doubt he's the main issue on anybody else's team. Uh, like Firmino, and like you mentioned, uh, we'll be missing Match Week twenty seven, but has some pretty nice fixtures around that: West Brom, Villa, West Ham, and Sunderland. I really don't mind that. It, it does depend on where the extra match goes, which you just alluded to. But I'd advise, I, I for me personally, I'm probably going to keep Barkley until match week 31.
0: <laughs> but then,
1: starting match week 31, they consecutively face four of the top seven defenses: in Arsenal, United, Watford, and Southampton. I think that's probably when I'm going to ship out on him. What What do you think about Barkley?
2: You know, he he falls into the exact same car- uh, you know category as Firmino for me right now. The midfield for me. Five weeks ago, we were talking about, oh my god, the midfield is just an abundance of talent, and we don't know yeah. who which five we're going to have. And right now, we're sitting at a point where you know you can't really trust any City midfielders, can you? No, I, I don't. I don't want anybody All near my roster. Yeah. yeah, I don't want anybody near my roster from City. You know, an Arsenal defender, uh, Arsenal midfielder. You really want to bring in Sanchez? Do you have the money to bring in Sanchez? Who else are you going to bring in there?
1: Do you the want Ultras your twos pretty- and threes?
2: <laughs> yeah. Old souls basically universally owned, so you're not going to capitalize on that. You want to trust Aaron Ramsey for a game or two, sure. You know the midfield is it's it's a conundrum right now, especially with the week 27 blank for, for a lot of the good guys that you're looking at right now. You're staring at your game, game 26 roster, and you're like, who do I want to bring in, and who do I want to capitalize and maybe you know grab me a few shekels and points. You know Barkley and Firmino are the two guys that are probably right at the top for everybody. And they're staring them in the face. And then the light switch comes on and says, well, do I want to blank in 27 and not have a playable option? And then, you know, my bench is kind of hurt from that. You know, it, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to do. My, my best advice for everybody out there is don't do anything this week. Take the two transfers and go into the, take that, you know, the 11 days between games and sit there and stare at your roster and make sure you pay attention to all the games that played in between because somebody's going to get hurt. if you yeah you do something stupid, your, your, your roster is going to look stupid. So basically you're waiting to the Friday or Thursday before games on the following week, which is like the, the 22nd, 23rd. Just wait. I, I'm telling you, you, you feel better about yourself because if you're transferring somebody out now that has a blank in 27, there's no reason that you can't wait, have two transfers, and do it again the day before game time right. because you'll have a better observation of who's going to play, who's injured, who's not you know there might be some better clarification of when the double game weeks where you could set up your roster better with a wild card you can maybe play some of your crisps you know you could but i'm telling everybody to wait i know barkley and Firmino are being transferred in a ton this week same thing mm-hmm. same thing with robert Huth. you know he's a big he, he's had two good games in a row everybody's buying lesser defense for for future you know outcomes mm-hmm. you know i'm telling everybody to wait this week don't i'm not transferring anybody in this week even though i have huge voids on my team but you have two weeks to figure it out so, by, by God, by God, Kevin, don't do any transfers. Just, if you <laughs> tell me you're transferring anybody, you're dumb. I'm telling you you're dumb, and no Christmas
1: cards. oh, uh, well, I already made some transfers. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, is interesting that you mentioned Manchester City, again, because we have mentioned that they're also missing matches. A lot of people moving to those two off of David Silva, who, on top of having difficult fixtures and not playing that well, is now re-injured, uh, injured his ankle. That's a tough one, but like you're saying, I, I didn't make that move. I made other moves that I felt were more pertinent. But I have good news for everybody worrying about that kind of uh, week 27 where you have so many people missing. And it's that all of the players that you likely own have good matchups, save for Arsenal. You have Tottenham against Swansea. You have Leicester versus Norwich. If you have you know, Cresswell or Payette, they're facing Sunderland. So things, things really aren't that bad. If you have a Stoke defender, if you haven't been able to shift one of them out, they're facing Aston Villa. If you still have a Gallo or someone like that, they're facing Bournemouth. So while you are, I, I'm sure every team is probably going to be missing two players, it would be my guess. You don't have to worry because it's not a match week where you have a lot of really tough matchups. Uh, outside of Southampton, Chelsea, and United Arsenal, there's pretty much a clear winner in each match. Uh, West Brom Crystal Palace you just don't want any part of to begin with. <laughs> but um, yeah, so so while we are pretty dooming glooming things, that's obviously not that big of a big of an issue going forward. Um, for players that have dropped in price, Kyle Walker, keep selling him. All of the wingbacks at Spurs are rotating. There is no point in keeping any of them. Alderweireld is the only high priced Spurs defender worth keeping, and it's okay to own Dyer or Vimmer. But they're clean sheet gambles and you just have to be okay with that mm-hmm. just been, I agree yeah I agree. just mentioned all of the Manchester City players they're all awful if they're not named Aguero, get them off your team yeah um, that's exactly
2: that's exactly what I said this week on raspball.com yeah. if you're go go to the mirror and shake yourself if you're owning anybody on your team from a city and it's not and it doesn't have a coon
1: in it so. <laughs> yeah it's it's really not good I, I their next three matches aren't even that great and by three that includes you know the one they aren't going to play. But you don't love the Tottenham or Liverpool matchups per se. They might be able to score goals. After that, it gets a little better against Aston Villa and Norwich. But then United, they're like, oh, but Bournemouth and like West Brom, Chelsea, Stoke, Southampton, Arsenal. The, the, I, don't tr- I don't trust anybody on City's defense right now. I no. Mean, well, do you, you trust- don't know who's going to play for one. Exactly. Even Mende
2: has been a huge disappointment. De Michaelis, oh my God. Uh, yep. You know. So I, Sonia is basically the only one there that I could probably trust, but I wouldn't trust him for fantasy only because, you know, he can't play all four spots by himself.
1: Yeah, it's true. And I, I honestly didn't have this prepped before looking at it, but that pretty much from match week 34 to the end of the season, or even 33, depending on your opinion of West Brom's defense, West Brom 33, then Chelsea, Stoke, Southampton, Arsenal. That is That's not awful. favorable. That's not good um, at all. <laughs> it's really not. So, uh, I guess just keep an eye on that, even for Aguero guys. That that mm-hmm. might be if if you're if you're you know chasing points. Yeah, Casing if you're points, if you're like five hundred thousand or lower, and you're just trying to get a decent end to finish, I'm just going to tell you now: start looking at other options. I don't like I said I just saw this, but look to see who has a pretty nice run towards the end of the season because you might be able to make up the difference there. Because while Aguero is favored to score a goal in every single match he plays, there will be some of those where he might not. Um, Okay, so yeah, we all hate Manchester City players a whole lot more than anything else on this earth. Uh, Hey, Rob, want to be quiet for like one
0: second? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and ZepBound for those who qualify. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com people today. Nailed it.
1: Boom. Nailed it. Crushed oh. it. Oh my no. gosh. You, you no. ain't never even seen silence like you do on this show. Brr! Um, that was my gun noise. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, uh, jumping uh, into start sits, and uh, you uh, want to do a segue? Uh, sure. Let's do a
2: segue.
1: Mm. Uh, I ride.
2: A, I ride on my segue down the street. Speaking of segways. Oh, and,
1: yeah. I mean, uh, you want to? You want to
2: go? <laughs> you want me to flip flip a coin to go start sit? Who goes first? Oh I'm yeah. No, to, let's do it. You, we. You always, I always first. just
1: do it, but I just talked about about selling people and
2: That's fine. I'll j- I'll go. I'll jump in. All
1: right, I'll yeah, I'll you go. do it.
2: All right, I'll start with my starts. I always start at the back because every good foundation starts at the
1: bottom and the back. Defense Defensive championships use... <laughs> hashtag #Broncos. Absolutely.
2: We don't and we don't use we don't use defense. We don't use goalies cuz if you're if we talk about goalies every week, we get bored and we need our attention span from minute to minute because we are, are very flighty. Uh so in the back, you you got to you have to be buying back into the Southampton resurgence here, especially defensively. Frazier Foster, Forster, has come back five straight clean sheets. Um, You know, I, I'm a big, this is where me and Kevin disagree. We, I'm more of a center back guy because it gives you consistency. Kevin likes the risk and risk and flow of outside, you know, wing defenders. So I'm going to say Cedric, but I used to love VVD a lot. So Whoever you like there in a in a, in an ideal situation. If you have more money and you want to bring in Dan Van Dyke, go ahead. If you like Cedric, because they're basically playing a three you know three five system and he's playing a little bit wider and playing more advanced, good for you. But you need a Southampton defender on your team. It's a staple right now. You know it has to happen. You, even if they don't get a, bl- a, a clean sheet, you're buying into the spect- expectation that they're going to. You know they they are playing at Swansea, so it's not really that much of a of a, a hope and pray. Uh, through the through the midfield, listen, you know, I, I was debating who else to put in there, but it's got to be Firmino for me. If you don't own him, you have to buy into him. Um, but if you own him, you're basically playing him. He's my number one ranked this midfielder this point. week. Yeah, yeah, he's my number one ranked ranked midfielder this week because there's nobody else I trust there. I don't trust Arsenal against Leicester. Leicester's shown defensively that they can shut people down. You know, Payet has a good matchup, but what has he done lately? You know, Otsol, again, you know, Ugh. You know, Sanchez, Sanchez, can't trust Sanchez against Leicester either. Mm -hmm. So, Firmino for me through Liverpool, they got a good matchup. They're they're at Villa, so you can trust in them to get a little bit of of fantasy sway there for you. But you you run the risk in the gamut of the 27, no game. Uh, Up top, you know, I couldn't actually narrow myself down to have one guy. So I actually have three. I know you usually like to list like the top guys, but hmm. I, I went like not you know one, two, three. Yeah,
1: yeah. I have
2: I have Diego Costa.
1: Yeah, I like uh, him as well.
2: You know, goals goals in abundance right now. The the only problem with Diego Costa for me is he, he's good for one lately. You know, he's not that multiple guy right. like he was last year on a, on several occasions. It, to me, this this week, Chelsea at home. He's coming off great form. Where he's had goals in. You know, I believe six out of seven games or eight out of seven, eight out of nine games, they're playing at Newcastle. This could be one of the games that Diego Costa gets two to three goals. That's just me calling out a random. Block. Yeah. But anyway, and, and if you don't, if, if you don't believe in Diego Costa or you hate Chelsea or you just hate me, just you know, Anthony Martial <laughs> to me has another good, has another good matchup. He's he's clinically underowned right now. Well, not clinically because you know I did, nobody really trusts the United forward. But he's gone up and down in ownership so much this year that you know there's probably a good differential there for you to buy in and take advantage of it. So those are my those are my starts. Who you got, Kiv?
1: Yeah, uh, weirdly not tons of overlap there. I think this is the reason why people have held on to Igalo, a.k.a. the Nigerian Aguero, I think is what we called him. Uh, I know he's not been on a great run of form. He's scored more than two points just once in his last six matches. But that one performance, which was 12 points against Newcastle, was against one of the five worst defenses in the league. And guess what Crystal Palace has been over the last five matches? Very much bottom five. I think they're third worst over that period. So I think this is i think this is my last Igala week, regardless. I think whether he does well or does poorly, then then I'm probably going to be out. Although he does have Bournemouth the following week, but Bournemouth have been a little sneaky good. Uh, over the past few weeks, and then after that, United, Leicester, West Ham, Stoke, Arsenal. So <laughs> that gets bad real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think this is the reason why I was holding on to Agallo. You know, I was alternating him in my fifth midfielder. But with how well Della Ali's been playing and how Agallo's been struggling, I think you do start him this week. Maybe next week. Yeah, I'll I'll probably do both, and then move on from there. Oh, I'll need to do Agallo for both because it'll cover Agüero and his missing mm-hmm. twenty-seven. So that's fine. And I'm saying after twenty-seven, feel free to to move on from him, either bump up to somebody like Vardy or Yeah, no, actually you should just bump up. <laughs> you don't really want to be moving down and forward this late in the season. Yeah, um, so if the you're,
2: only the only lateral price change there, if you wanted to gamble, was like maybe go to like a Benicophobia or something like that.
1: Yeah, and I, I do like a phobe as well. But I, I'm thinking, you know, we were talking a little bit before the show, and we're gonna get more in depth on this next week with the Anfield Index guys, is there aren't really good midfielders to move to Mm-mm. if you're trying to bail on people. Like we said, not huge fans of Barkley. Firmino might lose his job. Silva's been struggling. Maybe the option there is to go down a bit. Like, go down to maybe Antonio if you don't have him yet. Go down to a low-ranking midfielder who you're fine with being your new number five and then using those funds to bump up even higher with that extra striker position. Um, yeah. But well, the good
2: thing is we'll get multiple opinions on it next week. So yeah. we'll have varying views and, you know, good good looks and see what they think schedule wise who they think w- would be good maybe like yeah. a, if somebody's buying into like a Dusan on Tadic or or if they think William Turner if he had around.
1: consistent playing time
2: Ugh. He'd be you know so the, the,
1: good.
2: the the one guy that's jumping out to me that's that's you know low price point playing well and has decent enough matchups that you could probably buy into is Gilfie Sigurdson right now yeah. i mean oh my I gosh mean, but
1: i'll I'll, t- I'll touch on that in sells yeah i mean we're, we're yeah yeah, I mean his next his next three
2: matches are <laughs> garbage, real bad. But but, but anyway, alright, go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ahead. Um uh so yeah, Egalo I'm fine with for the next two weeks. Uh Firmino, uh whether he's a forward or a midfielder ranked in your league, um, he gets this week's award for he gets to play Aston Villa. Um and then kind of your boy, Ener Valencia, I think has a really good chance to to do well this week against what ends up being, you know, a not particularly Strong Norwich side that's just leaking goals for fun at the moment. Um, In midfield, it could be Firmino, (laughs) if that's how he's classified. That's how he's classified in the official game. Barkley, we already discussed. In defense, uh, Cameron Borthman-Jackson gets to play Sunderland this week, which I really like. I have a feeling like this is going to be the performance that gets everybody to buy in. Right now, he's kind of like the fantasy niche choice. I Mm -hmm. think this week is the one that launches him into... You know, those ownerships, they get very frustrating very quickly. <laughs> would, would
2: you say he's going to have a Robert Huthian moment next this week?
1: Absolutely not. He is way smaller. <laughs> uh, also, I agree with you on the Southampton guys. I, I've been burned too hard by Cedric. Yeah, with those, like, 59th-minute substitutions. And is he going to start every week? I, I don't know. Bertrand, clearly not the player he was last year. Target, but, starting but, every now and again.
2: But now they have a, they, now they have a shape. Now they have guys that are fitting into that shape.
1: It's true. So
2: I think they'll I think they'll stick with this while they're riding that five and five streak.
1: Yeah, I, I would hope so. I would. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't and, and Like you and mentioned, yeah, five clean sheets <laughs> means that no team has scored on them in five weeks.
2: Exactly. So, so
1: that is going incredibly well. And they had some tough matchups in there. Um yeah. so yeah, I like C B J and the Southampton guys. I'm gonna do the Rob and just run through my sits, and then you can bookend me, which uh cool. Coke? Don't take that as a sexual thing unless you want to. Mm, okay. um, <laughs> yay. yay. Um, for my forwards to sit, just all of the top four strikers. I mean, you don't have to necessarily sit them, but you don't like any of them this week. Mm. You already mentioned Lesser have quickly snuck up to sixth in goals allowed this season, just allowed two in their last five. We don't like Giroud anyway anymore. Then flip the script. It's Vardy against Arsenal, who have the second best defense in the league. And yeah, they're a little slow unless they're good on the counterattack. But this is probably a low scoring affair. You were talking about Cost and how he, you know, this season is only scoring one. That might not be the case for him this week. But Vardy, I don't see him getting multiples this week by any stretch. I think Lester score one. And it's 50 50 if it's going to be Vardy or Mares, unless everybody wants to get high off their Huth aid. Um, I, don't, I don't
0: see
2: anybody scoring multiples. Like, there's yeah, no, no optimistic I agree. multiples for I this agree. week.
1: Yeah. Uh, And then you have Aguero, who is Aguero, but is facing literally the best defense in the league. And then you have Kane, who was off the mark last week, but is facing Manchester City, who have conceded goals lately. But I'm not really a huge fan of any of them. If I had to rank them, probably Kane, Aguero, Vardy, Giroud. But we're talking thinnest of inches. And that's literally just because Aguero's defense has been worse than Tottenham's. So... But as a Spurs fan, do I think Aguero's going to score against us? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, I think that's going to happen. But I, y- y- you don't like any of them. And I don't think any of them are captain options this week. Which I know <laughs> is controversial. We've said before, you know, if you have Aguero, you have to captain him. But there, there are other options this week, which we'll talk about later. Uh, in midfield, you mentioned him a little bit earlier. And I know that I'm a huge Sigurdsson guy. Ever since the Tottenham days. Nay, even since the earlier Swansea days. <laughs> before returning to Swansea. Love Sigurdsson, I really do, and I'm really glad things are finally turning around for him, but things get real bad over the next three matches against Southampton, Tottenham, and Arsenal, who are fourth, first, and second in goals allowed. I'm not saying you have to sit him, especially... But you should. should. (laughs) I mean, yeah, if you can help it. You know, if, if you're dealing with the players that are missing out... Maybe you play him if you have injuries, but don't count on him. Mm-hmm. Definitely don't do that. And don't buy in now. You should have bought in two or three weeks ago. Now, don't do not don't do the negative play where you're like, oh, I missed out. Now I need to buy in and then punish yourself for three weeks. Then you drop him, and then he starts picking up points again when he's facing better opposition. Just, yeah. Mm.
2: Quick question on Sigurdsson. Question you yeah. think a lot of his value is tied to his PK taking because he has three goals in this stretch from PK's.
1: You mean from free kicks yeah, penalty kicks
2: he's got three peak, he's got three penalty kick, penalty goals, really a,
1: yeah, I know he has two free kick goals are have all of oh wait, no, the one was uh that runner where he had it to the back post he's, he's got yeah he's got Oof. one he's
2: got one set piece and, and three PKs.
1: Wow, yeah, no, I was uh, unaware of that, uh, then it has a lot of value, and that's unlikely to continue, but there's there's no doubting if you've been watching him. he is back. Regardless yeah, of how he's getting definitely. the goals, he's been playing much better. But like I said, you know, th- that actually m- gives you better hope for the next few yeah, matches. A, a with the set a goal, set pieces.
2: A goal's a goal. I'll take a PK taker anyway. Charlie, it launched Charlie Austin at the fantasy for You know, yeah, superstar him last year.
1: It really did. So, so I mean, yeah, and Soldado I mean, two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, and then uh in defense, I'll give you a hint. I just told you how good all the defenses were when I was talking about forwards. Just I, I know this is gonna be a rough week. I think this is gonna be a really low average scoring week for people because you know if you talk about the clubs most likely for you to have two or more players owned by. We just recently learned that City are awful. You have Tottenham, you have Arsenal, you have Leicester, if you still have Mars and Vardy or Mars and Fuchs. Uh, the only really other big nominee I have for two players is West Ham. If you have mm-hmm. Payet and Cresswell or Antonio and Payet or or some mm-hmm. combination of those guys. Or Valencia, if you feel like doing really well but everybody questioning why he's in your team. <laughs> uh, and I will say about Borthwick Jackson, who I mentioned earlier as, as a start in, mid, in defense, sorry. Uh, it is really annoying having him in your team because his name bar sticks out of the visual pitch that shows up. Uh, but I found a solution, which is if you move into the middle of your formation, uh, you know, you you avoid that issue, especially if you have somebody it's stuck in your team like Joel Ward. Just four letters very easily sneaks into the visual format. Um.
2: <laughs> you know, I just actually thought of a great idea, and I'll tell you off the air, but I wanted to say that out loud so I remember it. <laughs> okay. For, for for our for our because we have to think of a game for next week for the for the lads from you know Anfield Index. It's true. they thought of they thought of the sixty five million dollar challenge for us to play. Which maybe so they I, shouldn't
1: have, to be fair. I, I
2: just thought of, <laughs> I just thought of a brilliant game to
1: play. So anyway. The, so I, I, coming so up finish. next week, whatever Rob's thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> Inside the mind of a genius. Yep. No no doubt about that. Um but yeah, obviously don't like the top four defenses. Uh, and not particularly keen on Crystal Palace, who it looked like they were going into a good run of form, but that was considering that they were still top eight uh, top eight defense, which they have very quickly fallen off the pace of. Um, okay, so now we have done that. We talked about Match Week 27. Was there another thing you wanted to talk about? Uh,
2: well, I could run down my sits. I didn't say my sits. Oh, but huh,
1: cool. right. But that's yeah. cool,
2: because you're so used to going first yeah, and last. Yeah, I'm so used to moving on. I'll, I'll just ramble them off because I just looked. At, we're 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 taking up some good some good airway time here uh, on defense. You know, Arsenal against against Leicester. They're, I mean, I know they're a sta- fantasy staple for everybody. The Bellerins, the Koscielny's, their own their own universally, and they're you know they're going against Leicester. Leicester proved last week that you know they can take a semi-good defensive team and make them look awful. And I think you know this game's going to be a swap of goals. Even if it's one-one, guess what? You lose. So, yeah, anything Arsenal, Koscielny, Vellerin for me is is an obviously sit. Uh, through the midfield, I mentioned it before, if you own a City midfielder, don't. Um, Kevin, I'll, I'll give you a thing. Name, me the, name the last City midfielder to score more than, than 10 points in, in a week.
1: Oh, man. Is it De Bruyne before he got hurt? It's not that long.
2: It's not that long ago. It's when Silva had the goal and the assist.
1: Oh, yeah. right, right.
2: But it, was, yeah. but it was four weeks ago. That's four weeks of city city games where nobody's had more more than than ten points. That's right. That's that's awful. Especially giving the price points, you're you probably should be investing in somewhere else or completely trading out and, and investing somewhere else. So Yaya, you know, and whoever's left Sterling, I, 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 whoever's left their novice is basically out for the year now. He got he's out for the year. So yeah, Yaya's definitely a sit for me. You shouldn't be even be owning a city right. midfielder. So. Uh up top, I completely agree with you. Any of the top forwards, I I start, I put Vardy down on my list only because uh Arsenal is very good defensively. I mean their record shows it. They're I think they're in the top three they're definitely in the top three defensively. I never look at defensive ranks. That's your that's your department, Kev. So where where is Arsenal ranked defensively?
1: Uh for this week or overall? Overall. Uh they are currently second in goals allowed on twenty two level with United. Okay. Tottenham so, still only nineteen allowed, and one of only five teams in Europe's top five leagues to have never conceded more than three goals or never conceded more than two goals this season. Nice, it's a good little stat. Yeah, but
2: yeah, I'll go with Vardy. You know that if if you you play him, you probably have to play him because if you own him, you have to play him. Rather, I'm sorry yeah. because just the you know he could score, but he's not going to get you you know five goals and an assist which is what you're always hoping for but it's just not going to happen but if he gets one it'll probably just be one and the game will probably be 1 to 1 that's that'd be my best guess at a score guess there so yeah. but it's a bad week for forwards especially you know in the top ranks you know the you know the only one that who who's shining right now is Lukaku and who's trusting who's trusting Lukaku right now
1: yeah honestly yeah uh, it's hard to do also i just realized something that's kind of sneaky i was looking at the last 5 Matches for defenses mm-hmm. on just three goals allowed in the last five matches. Surrounded by Southampton, Leicester, Tottenham, and Arsenal. Who mm-hmm. do you think the team is? Aston Villa. Yeah. Just yeah, Three I, goals allowed.
2: I've been I've been touching on them this week on a lot of my posts that they're very sneaky, That's like they're so defensively. Sneaky. Lescott, I guess, would Lescott's probably be the best two, one to go. Yeah, he's got he's got two games in the in the team in the tens. Uh, Ali Sissoko's had a good good couple run of games. Yeah. Um, Akore has actually had some good games in there. Um, but defensively they're playing well, and I think midfield wise they've actually been underrated as well. I know they ha- they don't score as as much. Yeah, as, Adrisa you know, Guy
1: did. has finally shown up yeah. in a big way.
2: Absolutely, I think he's fitting into that team very nicely. I, I still always love Jordan Veratu, so I, I think he's the playmaker that that. That, that Villa needs, but unfortunately, they need other parts around him that can play with him. But that's just me.
1: Yeah. City and United are both below Aston Villa and Everton okay. in Goals Lab. That's kind of crazy.
2: See, aren't you impressed that I actually knew that? I, I, I am. That was... <laughs> I used to get those wrong.
1: Yeah. Uh, very frustrating for me. It kind of killed the hype, but very proud of you for actually knowing. Hold on. Redo it. I'll, I'll guess completely. Okay. Right. All right. So, Rob, this is a question mark team. Currently, just three goals allowed, in their last five matches. Surrounding them: Southampton, Leicester, Tottenham, and Arsenal. Who do you think the team is? Gunthorpe. Oh, how do you know it was the Shrimps? Or, right? Their logos are the Shrimps. Shrimp. Yeah. yeah. Great. <laughs> go team. Go. Um, <laughs> go Bearcats. <laughs> okay. So. Um, okay. No. You know what? This is worth getting into. So, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I was getting myself a beer, sorry. Ah, well there you go. Um, so, UC Bearcats use the same audio clip as the UK Wildcats. The same wow, wow noise.
2: Do they, do they use the same one as the Penn State Navy Lions, or no?
1: Uh, I don't know, because I don't like Penn Does but, it sound like that? Yeah, well, what do yeah, you think of the new Kentucky uh, logo, by the way? It's awful. You, uh, Seifu, who works on the EPL Roundtable, his former firm did that. So it go blame like- them.
2: It looks like the dire wolf on the Game of Thrones thing.
1: It's real bad. It really is. Also, uh, if you look at it and consider the teeth as beaks, it looks like two birds in Missionary.
2: Mm. I never heard that, but now...
1: Yep, now you can go look at that. The U U filling the full K instead of there being a bit of a gap is awful. It's real bad. Uh, I'm not going to name the place because that's probably really rude. But, uh, they worked in association with Nike. They're a Lexington based, uh, marketing firm and Seifu used to work Mm. there. And if you can somehow put those pieces together, you deserve a trophy and I'll give you their address (laughs) so you can send hate mail. Um, but anyway, (laughs) the UC Bearcats have the same wow wow wild cat sound, right? But the problem with that is that Bearcats are vegetarians. Um, or herbivores. which is animal noises. Well, it just leads me to thinking that a more accurate sound would them just be like with a stick of bamboo. Just,
2: mm-hmm. I thought I, I would think that if they're they're vegetarians, their roar would be like, "Hey,
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, is there gluten in this bamboo?" Because I can't because, do that right now. It's just like I, it I makes to me spin. feel bloated. I gotta go, to, I gotta
2: go to spin class. Is
1: this going like, Oh my gosh! I have such a rigorous spin instructor. He's named Yanni. He's like the best. <laughs>
2: I don't know where we're going with that. So, so amongst Liverpool and gay listeners, who else have we lost today?
1: Oh, interesting. Um, hmm, vegetarians.
2: Yes, they're they're co- well, they were never into it. Then, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, because uh, I called it the meat and potatoes of the show.
2: Yeah, and we drink non gluten beer. And
1: it's true. Like oh wait, who are those people that try to eat like cave people? Um, pa- paleo.
2: Paleo right yeah that, what is that what is that? Right.
1: that processed grain that they don't eat or something you got me, like it can't I be know. processed i don't I remember
2: like, i like grease and if it doesn't have enough grease i order extra
1: with more grease <laughs> that's real uh in other culinary news i uh I had the super bowl party that i mentioned yeah it, it go yeah it ended up going did really the, well man did, I, so what,
2: what games did you end up playing did you play like charades maybe like seven minutes in heaven
1: <laughs> no, we, yeah, wait, is that the closet one? Where yeah. they, like, lock you in with the girl you like? Because everybody's yeah. sly? Dude, that was dope. No, we didn't do that here, because everybody's got, like, fiancés and wives and stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah. How
2: about, how did you play What What in the Butt?
1: Uh, No, we played Guess Who's in My Mouth. No, i was just playing. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, we played a little uh, bit of Fibbage. I don't know if you've ever played that. It's a very fun game. We got to make up facts and also guess the right facts. Also played a game called Quiplash. We had, like, two answers versus each other. That was very fun. We also played drink way too much during the first half and then realized that some of them have to drive back to Cincinnati after the game, (laughs) a.k.a. the waiting game. (laughs) But, yeah. Otherwise called Uber. (laughs) Well, that's a really expensive Uber, and their cars would still be here. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, it it ended up going really well. I slowly found myself rooting for the Broncos because Cam Newton was acting childish. I'm not going to go into the whole – post-match thing. I really don't care. It's just he was being petulant. And
0: well, you can't
1: act like you're the baddest man on earth and then as soon as things go bad, be a little whiny douche. But whatever. That's in, fine.
2: In his defense, you know, since we've never lost a big game Super Bowl, how would you feel if he lost the Super Bowl? Um, and trying, And people are trying to ask you questions. <laughs> be like, hey, the play in the third quarter where you were getting tackled How did that make you feel? You know, like, I mean... You know what? I wouldn't... I'm not defending him. I I wouldn't leap to
1: such conclusions because, A, I got massively burned by Julio Jones in a 7-on-7 tournament when I was in high school. That hurt. (laughs) And my senior year of high school, I was in a match where if I had won, I could have placed for state, and I lost 7-5 in the fifth set. Very disappointing.
2: Wish I could just go back to high school. I could have won state.
1: Seriously, I was awesome in high school. high school. Was great for me. Everybody's like, I don't want to go back to high school. Think about how awkward things were. I was like, I was amazing. I was still doing voice, so all the arts kids liked me. I was great at sports, so all the sports kids liked me. I was devastatingly handsome, so some of the teachers liked me. You know what I'm saying? It was. You, it
2: was, you, <laughs> you, you, you sound like your uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite.
1: Twice. You're, <laughs> you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna go
2: pull up in his house at his house in a big orange. You know version winnebago
1: Miniman. yeah i might man you don't know <laughs> no. wow so, we've gotten really off the rails here that's all right um, you know what? it's a good
2: segue to bring into you know since life is
1: all about changes and roster of changes who are you bringing <laughs> in this week for transfers kev life is all about roster changes we should start making memorabilia and merchandise and that should be our first shirt life is all about roster changes <laughs> I really enjoyed that, like a whole lot. Um, so I've made two moves this week. Already? Yeah. Rob said to make zero. But here's what happened.
2: Yeah. Well.
1: I only had 0. .1 in the bank after bringing Aguero back. And some price changes were about to occur, so I had to make the double move to be level. Mm-hmm. So that included dropping Maddie Target mm-hmm. and bringing in CBJ worthwick mm-hmm. Jackson I had the option to drop Ward but since Target may or may not be injured and he's not playing I I just thought it's better to get a player in that I know is playing and like I said I think against Sunderland he has a big week this week I will have to assess Ward going forward he's now probably Ward and Silva are the next two on the chopping block uh to to facilitate that move because obviously Target was on three eight had to bump up to four I flip flopped uh Foster and Forster so now it's looking a lot better on my team for this week, uh depending on how fast my computer loads. oh, pretty quick <laughs> um, actually this is a, this is a good thing. We don't usually talk about keepers, but for people's edification, courtois, who had an amazing match against United, unfortunately, one does get in but had a great match versus United, or Fraser Forster on his five clean sheet run against Swansea.
2: you guys stick with forster
1: well i' I'm, I've had and, courtois. I'm also, and I'm also chewing a brownie. <laughs> you were just eating and drinking and all kinds of stuff. What's that? Oh, it's actually the fillet with a 57 mallow. Um yeah, so uh as it looks right now, the team I'm rolling out, which is going to get a little controversial in a second, is one of Forster or Courtois. I agree, I'm on Forster right now, but I loved what Courtois did last week. But Peter's against Bournemouth, Cresswell against Norwich, and Borthwick Jackson against Sunderland, meaning one Sir Tobinold Alderweireld, which is now what I think Toby show for, is on my bench. Which may sound crazy. He keeps doing the diagonal long balls. He keeps getting his head on corners, but he keeps missing them, man. And up against Man City, and as a as a diehard and unapologizing Spurs fan, I think it's very unlikely we keep a clean sheet this week. Yeah. That's I, incorrect. I, I, I don't like it. So, yeah, I, I have Alderweireld on my bench. You know, five minutes before rosters lock, I'm sure i will be like, oh, no, what am I doing? And yeah. replace Peters with him, and then Peters will get an assist and a clean sheet. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. as of now, Alderweireld on my bench. Then mm-hmm. mares against Arsenal. Don't love it, but you have to do it. Ali versus Man City, same thing because of the price point. Although, it looks like Ali's going to rise either tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I, which means he'll be on I, sixth level. I
2: haven't, I haven't seen what the what the percentage
1: of transfers in is, but he's,
2: I know he was close when I was
1: looking at it this morning. Yeah, I, I think it was plus 80% mm-hmm. when I was looking. Um, so he could go up to six, but still one of the best value midfielders in the game uh, and should be fully over his dizziness <laughs> nonsense. And even if he's not, he could still play 20 minutes and get you the game-winning assist. Yeah. Um, then Ross Barkley against West Brom, who struggled to beat Peterborough and did so on penalties. I forgot to update you guys on that. <laughs> um and then Pyatt versus Norwich and this is where things continue to get insane i think i'm captaining Pyatt. yeah i mean he's got to he's got to he's got to do something that,
2: the only thing that worries me that is that he played 124
1: minutes i know because of all the injuries which that that game was just messy i didn't really yeah. enjoy that much at all i know I, but i have a gallo against crystal palace which i'm fine with but i'm not really sure it was captainable and then I don't think Kane or Aguero. I, I trust Kane this week. I think Kane I think Kane scores this week. So. You do? Well, the thing that's been beating City is pace, and that's a thing that Tottenham surprisingly lack unless Sun gets the start. But, man, I, I'm just really not a fan. So, yeah, as as I sit right now, I have Alderweireld on my bench and pie it with the captain's armband. Hmm. So, we <laughs> We'll see if that pays off or not, or if I just change my mind right before the matches lock. Where are you going with transfers and captaincy?
2: Uh I'm not doing anything transfer-wise. What I did was I just made two last week and I took the minus, so I would be set up so I can keep two in the bank for week twenty seven. Um, I'm still riding Adrian because he's got two more go- two more good games, yeah. Norwich and Sunderland coming up. Uh, Borswick Jackson, Cresswell, and Dan across the back. Uh, with Toby on the bench is my first
0: sub
1: through the midfield. Hey, you did it too?
2: I, yeah, I had I, I had it that way before you even said it. Uh-huh. I, I I giggled and I was on mute, <laughs> so you couldn't hear it. Uh, through the midfield, I have Ali Payet, Ozil, Mares. All guys are owned everywhere. All guys should be played everywhere. Um, up top, uh, Aguero, Agalu, Kane. Um, I'm with you on the bandwagon that Agalu has two more weeks in him, and then. After that two-week period where we wait for week 27, the teams will be pretty much set up and we'll know who's going to blank in week 30 and who's going to play a double in week 34 and week 37. So it's totally going to set up your roster after week 28. So by that time, you'll know if Agallo is the guy you want when you start your wild card or or if he's one of the first guys you transfer out. But for me, Vardy is the guy that I'm probably bringing in in – Next yeah, week. with
1: those fixtures, it's just so hard not
2: to. You know, I have two. I have two. I'll have two free transfers after next week. Uh, I have Silva sitting on the bench, so I have an unlimited amount of funds. I don't care how much he goes down because it doesn't matter. He's still. He's not going to go down more than nine, nine, eight, nine 7 Yeah. So I which is still plenty
1: seven. to bring someone else in, can, and then you'll bring, know they're healthy.
2: Yeah, I can bring in anybody I want because I have that roster flexibility with the cash. Um, I'm still, I, you know, I'm still. I'm riding. I'm trying to be a little bit of a a, a rogue here with Adrian Cresswell double up at the back. Nobody in my mini league is doing it, so mm. I'm trying to make up points there. They killed me last week
1: because uh, they let up a goal, but yeah. whatever, it happens. Uh, <laughs> it does indeed happen.
2: For captain right now, you know what? I'm I'm actually loving Agalu versus Crystal Palace. Are you? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, Crystal Palace. Uh, You're
1: gonna talk me into it like an asshole, aren't you? <laughs> Crystal-
2: Crystal Palace has seven points taken from their last six home fixtures, eight yeah. goals given up in their last three home fixtures.
1: Eleven um, in their last five total.
2: Yeah. Um you know, I don't I don't you know, Yannick Volasi cannot come back and just save Crystal Palace um fast enough.
1: Oh also punching um, out now.
2: Yeah, he's punching probably. And McCarthy as well? Somebody mm-hmm. else was there. I mean, if you want to rely on Mila Jedinak... Uh, for fantasy or Joe usefulness. Yeah. Joe, they both look like... They, they might be twins. They're they like,
1: honestly might. They're from different countries, and I know that, but I still think they might be twins.
2: Yeah, yeah. But they <laughs> totally look like twins. They look like King Leonidas wearing a Crystal Palace jersey.
1: Yep. All
2: right. So, that, so that's my team right now. I got Gallo as the captain. Uh, Kane is the varsity. I, I have a feeling Kane lights it up this week. He gets one and probably... Possibly an assist. Yeah. So, you know... I'm not trusting. If anybody's trusting in City right now, I, I besides Aguero, because you kind of have to. Yeah. But for me, for me, Galo gets the band and Kane gets the gets the V. But it could change come the game time because Payet playing Norwich is awfully awful.
1: know, right? It's the worst.
2: But there's nobody <sighs> else on my roster that I would even think remotely think about. Ali versus
1: City, Otsel versus Leicester. Marez versus Arsenal. They're all one those. one quick uh, parting question And Oh crap, we didn't do the 65 challenge thing. Crap. Um and we're quickly yep. running out of time as well. So like I said, uh, we're up 38 to 24 right mm-hmm. now. We honestly didn't talk about this before coming on, so we uh, this is gonna be fun. Um so our current team, Kane, Stephen Naismith, Della mm-hmm. Ali, Michael mm-hmm. Antonio, Andre Ayu, Johnny Housen, Roberto Firmino, Vimmer, who currently has the captain's band and got us twelve. Orthwick Jackson, Peters, and Adrian. We have mm-hmm. two substitutions that we can make. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking without really looking much, naismith. We're we're on sixty four five right now, so we have 0.5 to play with.
2: Yeah, I think I think if we're gonna bring anybody in, we go hold on, wait. My screen just clicked off. I suck.
1: <laughs> Not a problem. I'm my my gut is get yeah. AU and Naismith out, and then balance th- those two, because AU's <clears throat> on a lot of money. Yeah.
2: Um. I think what we should do is... What's Naismith? Five?
1: Yeah, five, I think five we, even.
2: I think what we should do is we should transfer Naismith out and bring in a Galu.
1: Yeah. Okay, so and, that has us at negative .8, we have 0. .5 that we can spend. And then move AU down to whom... <laughs> And then
2: midfield wise, we'd go from A. U. to Arnautovic.
1: Mm. Six point eight to six point four. That would do it. Yeah, Arnautovic, Arnie against Doop Doop Doop. Playing Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Yeah, Bournemouth have been looking a little good, but but you know, in order to get. A Gallo in, in a very favorable matchup. Yeah. I mean, I,
2: um, I I'd agree we, already own, we already own every other cheap option through the midfield. We, <laughs> uh, we
1: already
2: own Ali, so we're not going to bring in Ali. If, I mean, unless you want to bring in Linda, Lingard and then go way oh. big. At, unless you want to go way big at the forward.
1: Lingard is your dude.
2: I said it last week, and I, he scored, <laughs> and I texted you. I'm like, you're a douche.
1: I know. He's like, why don't you listen to me, you asshole? What is he on, 4-2? Four 4-3. Four four, okay, so if he's at 4-3, and we drop... From AU, who I think is on six eight, mm-hmm. that leaves us two five to spend. <laughs> Drop Naismith, just... that adds another five. So we have seven point five to spend on a forward. If we if we move to to Lingard,
2: we can bring in Vardy.
1: <laughs> wait, oh wait, but against Arsenal,
2: Ooh.
1: it's so tempting. Just a,
2: just a, well, we're already <laughs> up by we're up pretty. We're up by so many. Why don't we bring in the uh, we're up by fourteen. Little... Well, when we bring in Timmy Johnson, the kid who rides, who's around in a round of the wheelchair, well, we're still going to win.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So while it's as exciting as that sounds, I think maybe doing Igalo and um, wow, who was the other person? Ornavich. I think that's probably the the safer play. Yeah. Even though it yeah, would be it fun to humiliate them with uh, <laughs> Marty, but. Well, no, I I'd, I'd agree on that. It, Are you you good it, with that? It would actually, it would actually be
2: hilarious if we dropped everybody and went cheap on everybody else and guys that don't even play and just played Aguero and Kane up top.
1: <laughs> it would be funny, but let's not do that. Okay, so you're agreeing on this? Bringing in Igalo and Arnautovic for Nasmyth yep. and Ayu. You're good with yep. that? Okay, cool. Yep. And then the other thing we have to figure out uh, is who we're going to captain. Like I said, Vimmer. Gets us the clean sheet. That was a great pick by us. Gets it's, us twelve points.
2: It's an easy call. It's already, it's CBJ.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oof. It's ballsy, but I love it. Oh, you know what? Before before we lock it in though, it is oh, we, Stoke we versus have, Bournemouth.
2: We do have Peters, right?
1: Yeah, against Bournemouth, but they've looked so bad.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna stick with CBJ as my call.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm on board with it. Served us well last week. So our new team is Kane, Igallo, Della Ali, Michael Antonio, Andre Ayu, Johnny Housen, who somehow we didn't take out, but it's fine, because uh, it's not going to hurt us, really. <laughs> then uh, Bobby Firmino, in the last week of his relevance, Vimmer, who is no longer captain, CBJ, who is now captain, Eric Peters, and Adrian. Nice. And, and for
2: those not familiar, this is the $65 million team with the, the lads over from... Uh, Oh the yeah! Great side, the great side over at Anfield, uh, Anfield Index they invited us last week for the podcast, and we're gonna do so in kind next week. We're gonna have Nick and who's the other guy? Sorry, I Zach, Nick, and Zach on next week to to, to discuss their team and how much uh, we whoop them
1: by. How much
2: we whoop them by <laughs> and whatever in, idea gonna, you
1: just had in the middle of the show.
2: Yep, and then we all we're getting. It's such a good game. It's gonna be <laughs> such a good game, and how 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 much I'm gonna enjoy them sending us money for beer.
1: Yes, although they think that we're alcoholics for having six-packs when they start drinking at 18, so whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, we are uh, out of time, so soccer.rasball.com. Yeah, as, al- him.
2: as always, you can find me at rasball.com. Just click on the little soccer ball up on top. It's the ball that looks completely different than everywhere else, and I have my <laughs> own opinion there because I basically do everything. It's so, true. So go there, read up my stuff. I do uh, transfer advice, weekly the rankings. You know, a little start-sit action of my mm-hmm. own, a little bit different than this podcast. And you can find me on the Twitter machine at Smokey underscore Lugie L-O-O-G-Y. And you can find me on the EPL Index doing the FPL Roundtable.
1: Hey, that's what this is. And I'm a different host of that, at KevRuff on Twitter. You can find fantasy stuff from me over at com and com. Also, obviously, this show on Fridays, EPL Roundtables on Fridays and Mondays and third thing oh uh, all in sports talk which I do shows on Tuesday mornings recapping the Premier League week that was so be sure to check all of those out and uh, the recording may come out on a different time next week depending on when we can record with all the Anfield Index guys but well, we'll be sure to send out a tweet and I'm sure it will be up by Thursday so I hope you listen in then hey